I am Dr. Nandor Fodor, the world's foremost parapsychologist. I am not a skeptic. That was from Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. On this episode of Why Watch That. Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. At the start of what we're told is a true story. A narrator treats us to a history of talking animals, and we come to find out that across time, it's the birds who've reigned supreme. They have a special talent for mimicking human vocal emanations, but those birds are about to be eclipsed. A family living in a farmhouse claim a talking mongoose lives in their barn. Creature's name is Jeff. And with that startling announcement, we enter the world of a certain Dr. Nandor Fodor, played by Simon Pegg. After being interviewed about his scientific specialty, during which no one took him seriously, he returned to his home in resignation and disappointment, only to receive that bit of news as read by his assistant Anne, played by Minnie Driver. But that message was written by Dr. Harry Price, played by Christopher Lloyd, who has this to say when they meet face to face. This is the strangest case I have ever encountered. What do you think about them? Now, Dr. Fodor's hesitation isn't due to any fears of being dismissed. After all, he's a paranormal psychologist whose own peers view him as an outcast. You see, his penchant for applying a methodical approach to their branch of science, or pseudoscience, depending on whom you ask, is highly unwelcome. It's also why he views, with much skepticism, his colleague's proposal that he investigate this farmhouse talking mongoose. Plus, when he asks Dr. Price whether he's laid eyes on this fabled mammal, Dr. Price responds with a... No, no, I did hear it. Now, wait a minute, hold on. What? You heard what exactly, Dr. Price? That's what Dr. Fodor thinks. Plus, doing this sort of investigation will be tricky. After all, Jeff, who's voiced by famed writer Neil Gaiman, is afraid of being caught and detests being doubted. He also claims to be an earthbound spirit. So in order to sniff out the truth, Dr. Fodor and assistant Anne travel by land and sea to a well-known isle. We are going to the Isle of Man. I have almost 20 years of research in this field. But will that research be of use? Because once on that isle, they're greeted by the Irving family and... The Irving family are peculiar. And they claim that Jeff is the real deal. They even have the townspeople convinced. So they're happy to see Dr. Fodor and Anne. You're here to see Jeff. Is the creature here? Well, because we can't see him. Doesn't mean he ain't here. I see. Indeed. But as if that weren't enough, there are other reasons to be suspicious, not the least of which is that the daughter of the family is ventriloquist. Dr. Photo has a tremendous skepticism. Indeed. An inexplicable farce. Even still, after that daughter lets Anne hear Jeff's singing voice through a hole in the wall, Anne begins to believe in Jeff's ubiquitous clandestine presence. You'd say the wee rascal's probably watching us right now. Everybody on this island has their Jeff story. Tell me yours. You and I both know. There ain't no Jeff. Oh, so there is someone who doesn't believe, which makes this even fishier. And Dr. Fodor has questions. Can you tell him to come out so we can see him? Is that him there? Now, whether that's him or not, from the start, Dr. Fodor has been on a hunt for some sort of motive for this charade. But that motive proves elusive. After all, the Irvings are well off and have a good reputation. As Anne says... What is the Irvings' motive? They strike me as con artists. We hear we 
with our eyes as much as we do our ears. These people are lying. I think he exists. I'm certain of it. But Anne, when everyone agrees on an off-the-wall premise, something must be up. If only Jeff weren't so convincing. Dr. Fodor, there's a call for you. This from him. And during that call, Jeff proves that he knows things that he shouldn't or couldn't, including something astonishing about Dr. Fodor's father, which he relates via a series of riddles, after which he makes a decision. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I shall let you see me. So what will happen to the disbelieving doctor over the course of his investigation and elusive encounters with Jeff? And how will Anne and the Irvings react? Is this just a plot for fame, or is the very fabric of reality not what it seems? Keep your wits about you. Just show yourself. I mean you no harm. Please. Jeff! Just show me that you're real. All right, Nandor, Fodor, and the Talking Mongoose. All mm-hmm. right. Um, now, Jeff is spelled G-E-F. Oh yeah. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But um, you know, I would watch this. I would watch this. I would watch this. Um, it's interesting looking. That's literally probably the only reason. It's interesting looking. They're on a quest for something. I don't know. I thought the the shots of the landscapes of wherever they were going was really like the Isle of Man. Well, the Isle of Man. Yes. They're going yeah. there. It's pretty. Um, yes, yeah, on the Irving Farm. Yeah. Now, I'm... before we continue, you're you're not doing your job. We have to remind the people to like, share, subscribe to Why Watch That. We do appreciate that. Yes, comment as well. Comment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can review. I'm doing <laughs> your duties. You can do the review. All right. So listen, guys. Um, <laughs> Nandor. Hold on. I'm talking mongoose. I'm going to hand this over to the critic. So you would watch this, but it does not remind you of your two favorites, Law and Order (laughs) or uh, Burn Notice. No. It doesn't remind you of The Intern, which you just watched. No. 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 It's a totally different vibe here. What kind of vibe do you get from this? Because you're you're a little weird sometimes, so explain yourself. Hmm, what is this? It's it feels, you know, even though it's not murder mystery, it feels kind of murder mystery. So like clue kind of came to mind. I think that's more mm-hmm. about the the kookiness of the characters more than anything. Yeah. Um a little bit of Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Which one? Which one? Oh. <laughs> Early Harry Potter, middle Harry Potter, yeah, top, late top Harry of, Potter. Top of the experience earlier. Her, oh, so Harry Christopher Potter. Columbus Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's the vibe. That's probably like what comes to mind first, like off the top of my memory of movie references. Yeah. Very good. Well done. Mm-hmm. We won't kick you out just yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now, before I get to what it reminds me of, let's start with. Nandor Fodor himself, played by Simon Pegg. I was, <laughs> when I was listening to him speak, producer, I was like, he sounds like Christoph Waltz to me. Hmm. Like a Hungarian American Christoph Waltz. Uh-huh. That's what it sounded like. Because Nandor Fodor is Hungarian American. This is a real person. Mm-hmm. But as presented here, 
like the title, the name, all of that, you think it's going to be this character. No. Mm-hmm. He's not Sherlock Holmes. He's not Inspector Clouseau. Neither one. I thought he was unnecessarily bland on the page, not Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. On the page. I just wanted more life from him because really these kinds of plots rely on the investigator. How interesting they are. Right. So if you go to Knives Out, same mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's just, it wasn't enough quirk to him. Shockingly. Hmm. You get this title, you go, okay, what in the world? Yeah. Mm. So I didn't think it was as compelling or fun as the first Knives Out. It was more focused in the sequel to Knives Out. I know some people like that sequel. I couldn't stand it. Um, <laughs> no. Also, remember Maggie Moore's producer with Tina Fey and John Hamm we, re- we reviewed not too long ago? It's vaguely familiar. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. It's not as messy as Maggie Moore's. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a good thing. Maybe it should be a bit. Mm-hmm. It's like a subdued version of something that Wes Anderson would do. You got it. Like you, you got would it. character thing where you were getting clue, mm-hmm. the narration, this peculiar story, you know. I think that Neil doing the voice of Jeff was a good idea. He he does have a good voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he gets that call and wakes him up in the night. It's hilarious. It's like, why is he calling him? If he's there, can't he just show up? Come on. Mm-hmm. I need to investigate. Let me go to this. Let's go. Because this is supposedly a true story. I'm not come out there to investigate anything if it works like this, where the thing is calling me and it could just show up. I'm like, okay, if you're calling and you can't just appear, I'm done. Don't call me to tell me I'm about to let you see me. You need to announce it. Just show up and start talking. <sighs> if I exist and I do, I think, am I going to call you and say, hey, you're going to see me on this date? Watch out. <sighs> anyway. I didn't find it funny, though. Mm. So some of those references, I didn't find it funny. But I think uh, I think that fans of the genre could watch it, find that it passes the time well enough, but it won't quite hold your attention. I mm. didn't drift away from it every now and then, pleasantly. I do have other things to think about. So, mm. you know, drifting away <laughs> and coming back is fine. But again, there's nothing special that they add to the genre. Mm. They don't do anything that's really memorable. And that's what you want. And when it comes to telling a strange true story, I was like, really, is this true? It is. It didn't make me want to learn more about what actually happened. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there we go with Nandor, Fodor, and the talking mongoose. I just think they should have had more on the page. It's not the actor's fault. And that comes down to writer-director Adam Siegel. Mm. Not bad, but not special. So with that said, this is going to be available in a lot of different ways, right, producer? Can you explain that? Yeah, so this is going to be in theaters on September the 1st, right? And then you can buy or rent it digitally starting September the 19th. So, you, you know, unless you really want to go out and see it in the movies, you can wait, you know, what, 18 days and um, just kind of watch it at home. Or wait even longer to see if it's going to be streaming somewhere that you're already paying for. Yeah, that's an option as well. That's what yeah. I'll be doing. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and now when you go out into the world, talk to the beasts, see if they have something to say back to you. You never know. 
And if you find one, you have a cash cow. We're going to get our cash cow now and say goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going. 